Hi everyone, this is Lisa Welsh, and you are listening to Microgreens for growers and consumers. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. And I thought today I would take a minute from going over all of our nutritional information regarding our microgreens and just kind of touch on a subject that has been really hot on everybody's minds. And if it hasn't been hot on your mind, you should definitely think about it. So, I don't know if you know this or not, but if you don't, you're about to get a little edumacation. GMO seeds, hybrid seeds, what's the difference? Do you know? Do you know why it is a big important factor? What kind of seeds we grow? Well, if you don't, I'm gonna talk to you about it a little bit. So hybrid seeds and genetically modified seeds and heirloom seeds often confuse a lot of people. A lot of times people will say, well, farmers have been crossing seeds for years. Well, it's fine. Well, that's not exactly what happened when um, with GMO seeds. Hopefully you know this, but if not, like I said, let's find out about something interesting today. Um, the difference between the hybrid seeds and the GMOs. As you know, farmers have definitely been cultivating new plant varieties for thousands of years. Basically, they use selective breeding. So what they would do is they would cross-pollinate two different but related plants over six to ten plant generations, eventually creating a new plant variety. Yay, we got new plants that do different things. That's awesome. The process requires a lot of patience, but it's also very rewarding. So by selectively cross-pollinating related plants in this way, farmers could create varieties that were healthier and stood up to more or less the farmers' climates, the soil, the weather, the weather patterns and the predatory insects because it's, you know, matter of the strongest will survive. Yet what happened when Darwin and Mendel discovered uh, controlled crossing uh, with desired traits within one generation that began your GMO things, your seeding. And what they're also commonly referred to as your F1 hybrid seeds. So you think maybe these hybrid seeds are similar to their historic counterparts. They just didn't have to wait like 10 years to do it because they're still cross-pollinating two different but related plants. Well, maybe in uh, some kind of reality that could be true, but in actual reality, it's not true. Here's why. The biggest disadvantage of hybrid seeds is that they do not reproduce true, meaning the second generation will not be the strongest of the first. The second generation has no consistency within it at all. Therefore, you can't seed safe. If you can't seed safe, then you have to be constantly dependent upon a seed dealer to supply you these genetically modified seeds. And if you're required to use these genetically modified seeds, then basically the seed dealer has the right to charge whatever they want and can effectively Put a lot of small farmers out of business which is in fact what they have done like it or not um so because you can't have you know you have the two types cross-pollinated and you should get a the, the strongest of the two you should be able to continue to grow stronger 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 building upon every previous plant with gmo nope you don't do that I'm not exactly sure why scientifically that breaks down that way, but I do know that 
while it can be kind of annoying for a home gardener to have to deal with GMO seeds and having to buy, you know, a few seed packets uh, relatively from a different uh, seed dealer every, every year, that can be kind of annoying. But when you spend $20,000, $50,000, $100,000 on seed, what if you can't afford that seed? Because maybe big way you were able to stay in business because you were a small family farm was by seed saving. Well, um, I mean, that's kind of what Cargill did. They intentionally disrupted the traditional cycle of open pollinated seed saving and self-sufficient and self-sufficiency to essentially force entire nations to purchase their seed. And of course, don't forget, there are chemicals that are required to make them grow because why not have Genetically modified seeds that require more chemicals. It's just what everybody needs in their diet. More chemicals. Um, and unfortunately, most of those um, poor sustenance farmers, they never had a chance. Um, they couldn't afford them. Nor could they afford those petrochemical fertilizers. So, that is why there are a lot of um, slums in India and Latin America and other developing countries. Um, let's see. By the 1990s, an estimated 95% of all farmers in the first world and 40% of all farmers in the third world were using green revolution hybrid seeds with the greatest use found in Asia, followed by Mexico and Latin America. The world lost an estimated 75% of its food biodiversity and control over seeds, shifted from farming communities to a handful of multinational corporations. So when farmers, well, I like to think we still exist. When we were growing, we were all growing what we wanted and a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And we all maybe didn't have the world source on tomatoes, for example, but we could definitely help out our local community with something. And when they turned it into, everybody must produce this, usually I always think of corn, um, then you ended up with what? You have so much stinking corn, they gotta come up with freaking products to put it in. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. And then don't tell anybody that corn's actually full of carbohydrates, which is actually not good for you, and you're not meant to consume that quantity. But go ahead, keep eating the popcorn. Anyhow. So, basically, GMO seeds are not created using natural low-tech methods. GMO seeds are created in a lab using high-tech methods. Um, Furthermore, GMO seeds seldom cross different, but related plants. Um, often the cross goes far beyond the bounds of nature, so that instead of crossing two different, but related variety of plants, they are crossing different biological kingdoms, like say, a bacteria with a plant. Hmm. For example, oh, let's talk about Monsanto. Had crushed genetic material from a bacteria known as Bt basilica, Theronegis, whatever, with corn. The goal was to create a pest-resistant plant. This means that the pest attempting to eat the plant will die <laughs> since the pesticide is part of every cell of the plant. Mm, that sounds like a great idea. Let your children eat it too. The result, GMO plant, known as BT corn, is itself registered as a pesticide with the EPA, along with other GMO BT crops. In other words, if you feed this corn to your cattle or your chickens or yourself, You'll be feeding them an actual pesticide, not a smidgen of pesticide residue. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, here's the problem. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's the problem with society today. 
Just because you can does not mean that you should. Or if you should, why do you want to? Have you really thought it through? I think now that, um, who we got in charge of the, oh yeah. We got Mr. Monsanto in charge of the USDA. Because we have a huh, friggin' smart, smart bunch of people who uh, put him in power somehow. That I don't understand. So uh, are a lot of farmers worried? Yes. Am I worried? Hmm, kind of. These people are nuts. Um, that's just my personal opinion. They're nuts. And I'm not talking about from a political standpoint. I'm talking about some, seriously, you thought that you'd fill up corn with a freaking pesticide and what? Who'd ever eat that corn? But anyhow, I just don't think they're necessarily the smartest. But the reality is the United States government has always allowed biotech firms to get away with this crap frankly because the government wants to be ahead of everybody else like our government is so set with the ideal that we need to stay on top i mean they have grants and tons of grants and like the purpose of the grant is to come up with a thought or an ideal that could be better than anything anyone else has thought of yet and they'll give you a boat ton of money to see if your ideal would even be possible or plausible are you kidding me right now we got people starving. We got all these problems in our country. For real. Um, and you want to give out a bunch of money so that you can hope somebody comes up with a crazy enough thought that it might be different enough to be ahead of other countries? I mean, I just wonder how many people do not read history books. Every dynasty falls. Every kingdom falls. Dude, we gonna fall. Only the ignorant don't think it's gonna happen. In my opinion. And that's only because, I don't know, I've read history book after history book, and never once has history changed. It is always kept repeating itself like a really, really bad book. And the problem is, is that we as Americans, if you're in America anyway, are probably more dense and more uh, self, self-analyzing than we ever have been before. We don't even consider other people's perspectives. Even in our own country, let alone in the world. Um, so, I think it's sad, but it's going to be rough. So, should you be concerned about GMO seeds? I would be. I don't eat that crap. I mean, Jesus, what's Mr. Monsanto come out with next? How about some freaking corn that's going to, I don't know, make you never eat again? Heck, maybe they'll just decide they need to eliminate part of the population and put some cyanide in it. I mean, I wouldn't couldn't I could see anything happening because people are just weird so the problem also is that forget them really trying to like actually do something crazy because I really don't think that either but the trouble is that nobody actually knows how these unnatural new organisms will behave over time right like if you put in something into your seed you don't know how it's going to respond in the long haul so I mean, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, even, I want to think Monsanto, yep. Monsanto even refuses to allow scientists to obtain and study their GM seeds. Why? Um, and the problem is, is that the wind will carry pollen from your genetic, genetically modified seeds and contaminate other varieties. Well, how is that going to react? So if I have corn that people can eat and it is like super yummy, super like uh, sweet and 
Mm, full of buttery flavor. Yummy. I feel like some corn now. Um, or you got this, um, we'll kill cattle corn. And they pollinate because, well, what happens? The farms are across the street from each other. But you know what? They're still across the street. And Mother Nature, and the way our planet has been set up, has been to make a way for life. Except for when we try to think that we are some kind of god. Because, let me tell you, he didn't need our help. And he surely don't know. Um, I don't necessarily say... I'd say this because I buy hybrid seeds. I do. Because I like certain things for my crops to do. I like um, specifically what I would consider interior farming. I know, what's that, right? I don't know, I made it up. Um, I call it, I can grow my vegetables, my plants, I can grow everything in my house. I can roll them outside if I want to give them some extra light. But basically, I can grow everything in my house. Which means I can have my apple tree in my house, I can have all that stuff in my house. I can have my kiwi plants in my house. Well, how do you do that, Lisa? Well, it's, I don't know yet, but it's, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it because, one, they're going to impose a certain type of traceability on things. And, well, Uncle Sam listens to me enough. And I think that I want to have the right to pick crops that I know are going to be sufficient. I don't want to one day find out. I mean, look at all the places where they dumped chemicals and then they found out, oh, it's so not good for you. Now it's bad. You all have like 17 heads. I mean, I'm not willing to do that. I'm not willing to be a guinea pig because somebody just can't be patient and trust that things will work out the way they're supposed to anyway. I mean, it kind of reminds me of this vaccine. I mean, get it or don't get it. I mean, that's up to you. But every time I, <laughs> I go to the doctor and like, would you like it? I'm like, no, you're not sticking a microchip in me today. And they just look at me like I'm crazy. And I say, you don't know what it is. And you don't know what's going to happen in 10 years because of it. But I'm not going to be the first one to say, try it on me. Because, well, you know this. Because let me tell you. If scientists won't tell you that broccoli has the potential to cure cancer. They won't tell you that. But to tell you that this shot of whatever the hell it is can stop COVID. All I got to tell you is, man... You need to really learn how to critically think because I have read 15 studies that support very different studies all over the world that support that broccoli has some, you know, sulfurophane in broccoli has such huge implications in potentially fighting cancer. It's crazy, but they won't talk about it because they have to have more testing done. They have to have stomach testing and other testing and all this other testing, and yet they can pull off a vaccine for disease that they don't know anything about in a relatively short period of time. I'm just saying. Things that make you go, hmm. But anyhow, I think I'm starting to become a government conspiracy theorist. I don't know how it happened. I think Google keeps putting bad things into my into my reel. I blame Google and the Alphabet Company. Just kidding. Uh, but anyhow, that's how I feel about genetically modified. I am typically skeptical of everybody. Um, not for any other reason than just my life has taught me to be that way. Uh, my brother died when I was 11. The newspapers lied about it. It was uh, inflammatory and derogatory. And at 11, I was taught the newspapers lie. And they're only in it to make a buck. So I pretty much haven't trusted them since then. So it's real hard 
to try to be open-minded in the future when you've always been taught to question. So don't listen to my theories. Do your own research. Find out what you like. And hey, if you got some cool tidbits for me, um, share them. I don't really care. If I don't like them, I just won't read them. Because <laughs> that's just me. Anyhow, that's what the difference is between the seeds. So genetically modified means they've done it selectively for like nine or 10 years. F1s, that means they literally just walked in and said, I'm going to make, oh, you know what it is? I'm make a grapple. Do you know what a grapple is? It is a cross between a grape and an apple. On what planet is that shit normal? Oops, I swore. Well, kind of. I don't care. But a grapple is not normal. Have you ever seen a grapple in the world? Nope. But you have if you go to Woodman's. I don't even know if there's Woodman's in Florida. But there is one in Wisconsin. That's where I got my first grapple. Oh, and the cotton candy grapes. What is wrong with people? Seriously? We don't have enough sugar problems in the country? We've got to come up with cotton candy grapes? Anyhow, those things are definitely probably not what they had in mind when they were talking about, you know, creating maybe a disease-resistant strain of corn. So, that's all I got for you guys. I gotta go. You have a great day. Talk to you again next week. Bye.